Ready for an awesome challenge? The Mad Trivia Podcast is your ultimate source for hilarious movie trivia and Mad Lib fun. They invite a guest each episode and have the guest provide their top five favorite movies. Then Mad Trivia selects one, comes up with 10 trivia questions, and has the guest Mad Lib a scene from it without knowing which movie they're doing until they record. Such a fresh take on movie trivia is something not to be missed. So check it out. Get ready to poke your knowledge with a pointy stick, have a few laughs, and get to know some awesome guests. A link to the Mad Trivia podcast will be in this episode's notes, so stop by. Thanks, Mad Trivia podcast, for supporting Asylum 817 Productions. Have you ever sharted during a important business meeting? Settle in, kids. Let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was a young man named named Robert that uh, didn't realize he was slightly lactose intolerant. Anyway, this is from <laughs> blog2.com. We have something out of Canada. Yeah, Canada. When Canada's going crazy, you know the entire world's gone to shit. What does Canada have, like one serial killer? Two crimes in its entire history? Yeah, we got something from Canada. <laughs> I'm being facetious, I know. But come on. We, we look up to you guys here in America. And if they don't admit it, well, then they're stupid. Because things have gone to shit here. I look at you guys like a mecca. If I wanted to... <laughs> I mean, is that still a thing where I can claim asylum up there in Canada? Now I'm having second thoughts. Canadians are now stealing overpriced food from grocery stores with zero remorse. And like I said, things have really gone to shit if you know, Canada's starting to act a fool. If you can't beat them, join them. Right? If you can't join them because you weren't born into an excessively wealthy family, eat them. Now, <laughs> if you can't eat the rich because they're people and that's illegal and because, you know, uh, fucking Aerosmith told you to, steal from them. And then brag about it on Twitter. That's what these people did. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying. This is my loose understanding of the thought pattern behind a marked increase in social media users proudly declaring for all the world to see that they've been shoplifting from major Canadian grocery stores or supporting those who do in retaliation against rampant greedflation. Have we finally hit the point where shoplifting <laughs> from these ogre-owned supermarkets have become a socially acceptable crime like jaywalking, sneaking into an R-rated movie when you're only 14? I can't answer that. But I can tell you that consumers are starting to lose patience as grocery prices rise far beyond the rate of even normal inflation with corporate fucking giants pulling record profits. Some are so fed up with this bullshit, it seems, that they're willing to risk criminal charges, theft under five grand, stick it to the system. Or, you know, avoid fucking starvation. Yeah. According to some industry data, which I looked up, an average-sized food retail store in Canada can, can have between $2,000 and $5,000 worth of groceries stolen a week. Wow. That's insane. With the average family of four expected to spend more than sixteen grand on groceries this year, that's $1,000 more, up about 7% than they did in 2022. And you know what happened in 2022. <laughs> and food bank use spiking to all-time highs. Some might argue that Canadians are already paying dearly for grocery theft of a different kind, right? 
That's crazy. If you're too poor to afford food and the government doesn't give you any options, taking food from a corporate grocery chain to survive doesn't sound like theft to me. People are saying, where do I stand on this? I don't know. I just report the shit. Many appear to be of the mind right now that shoplifting is an appropriate response to what's been happening with grocery prices in Canada and that consumers should avoid ratting on those who steal as they may be in a desperate situation. Things are so bad with the situation in Canada right now that it's uh, spawning memes. Yeah. You know that when the memes come out, the dank shit, you're in for some trouble. Compassionate as many Canadians may be, it is important to note that shoplifting is a federal offense, punishable under the Criminal Code of Canada. (laughs) Those guys, they must be excited right now. They're never busy. With fines up to $2,000 and potential jail time. The fact that more people are, more people than ever, are willing to risk landing this charge to put food on their tables is worth paying more attention to, at least, I think, if you want my opinion. And doing something about... You know, <laughs> these potential profit losses. Well, that's crazy. Welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Prevail Guitar Works, Anchor, DistroKid, and the Canadian government. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not that last part. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. So what else do we have? Well, Michael Bay. We all know Michael Bay, right? He's in trouble right now. Yeah, he's in trouble. Not what you think. He's not a Weinstein just yet. He killed a pigeon. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't say that with a straight face. Michael Bay really, really doesn't want you to think there's any chance he could have killed a pigeon back in 2018. He even hired Matthew Rosengart. If you don't know who that is, he's a high-profile attorney who helped free Britney Spears to defend his reputation. Yeah, the rap reported earlier this week that Bay was facing charges related to a pigeon that was allegedly killed by a dolly during production of Six Underground in Italy, with Bay held responsible as the director. A pigeon. I know all life is sacred and stuff, but, I mean, could it have possibly been an accident? It was killed by a boom. But they said that this was false, reckless, and defamatory. Basically, there is an ongoing court case over a pigeon, but Bay doesn't want anyone to think that he's accused of personally ending a bird's life. I can't believe I'm... uh, Is this real life right now? Am I actually reading this? I'm not being punked, am I? The only (laughs) charge... I'm on candid camera or some shit. The only charge... I can't... This is my life now. At issue in Italy concerns whether in his capacity as the film's director, Mr. Bay failed to properly supervise crew members whom he didn't even have the ability to hire responsible for handling the animals on set. Yeah, it all goes back to the director, right? A sentence noting that is not entirely clear, lawyer says, if a pigeon actually died on the set. This is so so fucking stupid. He's determined to prove that he doesn't have any bird blood on his hands. (laughs) Uh... He says, I'm a known animal lover and a major aminal, yeah, I said aminal, activist. Bay said in a statement denying the allegations, no animal involved in the production was injured or harmed. Yeah, this is a thing. Thank you, Cannibal Holocaust, for fucking it up for everybody else. (laughs) I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You'll like this one. Let's uh, let's move on, shall we? This is from EdinburghLive.co.uk. Edinburgh Ikea shoppers confused after a man walks human dogs in front of families. If you're wondering what the fuck's going on, I am too. 
In a bizarre video clip, a man dressed in normal clothing leads two men, both wearing leather dog masks with tails attached to their backs that appear to be wagging through a cafe in front of families, in front of children, in front of God, in front of everybody. They were left baffled on Sunday afternoon when they visited their local store for lunch and spotted a shopper walking two men dressed like dogs. <sighs> now we know what the American politicians are doing when they're not sitting at their desks falling asleep. The local customer was with his wife on January 15th when they stopped in the Ikea Cafe. Ikea Cafe is a thing for a bite to eat. But the couple were left lost for words when they saw this shit. What the hell is going on with people? Huh? People wearing tails and stuff like that? Could you imagine? Your grandma comes up to you and says, hey, let's look at some old photos. Takes out a photo album. This is your grandpa. I'm like, thanks, grandma. Thanks for showing me that. Thanks for letting me know that my grandfather was a complete tool. Could I not ever see that again, please? This is bizarre. Keep the shit at home. <laughs> Tails attached to their backs. One is wearing a red costume with a matching mask tail along with a black hoodie with dog paws printed on it, which suggests they could be part of some club. I don't want to be in that club. What are they going to hand out at the meeting? Dog biscuits? They could, <laughs> they, they, could it be a fetish thing? Possibly. More often than not, dressing up like animals is a fun escape for a community of psychopaths who enjoy expressing themselves in some way, I guess. The fandom is not that common and definitely isn't something you see every day. But according to Channel 4's Secret Life of the Human Pups, that's a thing which explores the phenomenon. 10,000 people in the UK follow the pet play craze. These are adults doing something called a pet play. Oh, my God. Why don't you buy a fucking Xbox or something? Learn to paint. <laughs> uh, I have a friend that's a furry, so I'm not going to you know make fun of him like that. But he's not doing overtly fetishy material in front of kids and people just trying to enjoy their lunch. He ain't doing that shit. That's just that's weird to me. I don't get it. What's wrong with people, man? I blame TikTok for everything. Bloomington fan, fan I, I, seriously, I mean, we live in a day and age now where you know, uh, things that you would have been thrown in an asylum for are not only paraded, but they're uh, venerated. You know what I mean? We take these people who are obviously sick in the fucking head and we call them strong and awesome. We have ladies out there saying, oh, it's so freeing to be naked. It's freeing to be naked. Like, man, you're reversing how many hundreds of thousands of years worth of development as human beings? <laughs> it's okay. It's freeing to be naked. Back in the day, we would say someone who posted a picture of their bare ass twerking in a grocery store, a hoe, you know, why don't we just speak realistically anymore? What happened to class? What happened to dignity? Anyway, an artist is stripping J.K. Rowling's name off of Harry Potter books and reselling them to fans who oppose the author's vocal anti-trans rhetoric. I'm not even going to give that the fucking time of day. Are you kidding me? Do we have anything that's worth talking about here? <laughs> What's going on, news? We got Canada going ape shit. We got people dressing up as doggies and <laughs> parading around in front of children. Yeah, that's really going to not traumatize them. Skibbity bap bow, skibbity bay, skibbity wop. I'm not seeing shit. What is going on, news? <laughs> There's nothing. Oh, I like this one. Hello, Rezos Hermanos de Emilia El Estado de Mexico. There you go. There's an awesome title for you. Why did that turn into Spanish? 
I don't speak Spanish. Piss. Okay, you want some light news? You want something really fancy to kind of break this up while I look for something that fucking happened this week? I have a list right here. This was just released by the Oregon DMV. These are denied vanity license plates from 2022. You want a good laugh? Every year, look this shit up. You know vanity license plates where you can tell your local courthouse, hey, this is what I want on my license plate? These are the denied ones. And you can look these up every year. If you want, you know, just a lot of good fun, <laughs> something to get you a chuckle, let's look at some of these, okay? Uh, what is that squeaking sound? Either a bird is right outside my apartment window or somebody in this house has completely lost their fucking mind. Squeaking. Okay, so we have <laughs> shit 5HTB0X. Shitbox. I like that one. Ass itch. A-Z-Z-I-C-H. <laughs> P00N. Poon. That was rejected, and it tells you why it was rejected. Configuration is alarming, threatening, offending, or misleading, which is mostly what's on this entire thing. Uh, these are, some of these are pretty good. Spaz. Oh, come on. They could have done spaz. Left nut. L-F-T-N-U-T. <laughs> D-0-0-0-B-E. Doobie. H-E-N-T-A-1. Oh, why would they reject something that looks like head tie? Oh, these are awesome. And then uh, on the, in the middle of the list, I shit you not, just says ass. No A55, no nothing clever or anything like that. Just ass. <laughs> you want to look this up. This is a thing every year. Oregon is one of the few states that actually parades this proudly. So look this up. Denied vanity license plates. I do it every year. It's hilarious. If you want B-U-T-T-5 butts on the back of your car, they won't let you do it. Some of them do get through, though, and you would be amazed at the ones that they don't end up catching until someone's pulled over and they're forced to change it. Like whiskey, W-H-5-K-E-Y. They missed that one. Wieners, W-E-E-N-R-S. Yes, somebody at the courthouse looked at this vanity plate and said, you know what, yeah, I think we're good. Wieners, W-E-E-N-R-S. And then the person got pulled over, had to change it. There are those on the list, too. Poopy, P-0-0-P-Y. That one made it through <laughs> until person got pulled over. Assman, A-5-5-M-A-N. Yes, Assman. <laughs> uh, there's something that still warms my heart about the human race, then, I guess. That's awesome. As long as people are still trying to do this, maybe the world ain't so fucking bad, is it? <laughs> Did you hear about the uh, the VHS thing? Did you guys hear about this? YouTubers, they said that they destroyed over 100 VHS tapes of an obscure movie from 87 to increase the value of their copy. They sold it on eBay for $80,600. Yeah, taking a page out of Nintendo's fucking handbook, they're creating like a forced rarity. They actually did it. YouTube channel Red Letter Media, you know those guys, posted a video in an attempt to drive up the value of a rare, kind of rare VHS that they had after amassing a shitload of copies. If you're wondering what the movie is, it's uh, from the 80s called Nuki. Never seen it. The final tape of the movie sold for $80,600 on eBay. They would donate the proceeds to charity. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's neat. All right. They destroyed over 100 copies of this thing as a part to an experiment to try and increase the value, and it worked. They sold the final copy of 80 grand. 
<laughs> That's insane. Wow. They discuss collecting rare VHS tapes. This is, And they've discussed this before. And they actually did it. Nuki, never seen it. Never seen it. Inspired by a sealed copy of the movie Back to the Future that sold at auction for, get this, $75,000 in June. The duo set out to test which factors made a VHS tape a valuable collector's item and landed on a rarity and condition as the two key factors. So what do they do? But that's cool. I mean, uh, apparently from what I'm seeing on IMDb, I'm looking it up right now, Nuki looks like a shit movie. <laughs> Some people, like the use, this is what what's interesting. The actual movie watchers, not the critics, the actual people, rating it 8.5 out of 10. Movie critics handed this film its ass. This is either like, from what I'm seeing, either one of the best or one of the worst films I've you know, like ever made. Wow. They actually succeeded in creating a false rarity. Drove up the value to $80,000. That's amazing. And why do I say that? That Nintendo joke. Could you imagine? You make a mini version of your I'm not, you know, first you know, insanely popular console, the NES. And somebody tells you, that if we push this thing right, this could be an 80% of American households. 80%. This meeting actually occurred. And then say, okay, well, how much is that going to net us? Well, that could make the company a profit of over a billion dollars with a B. And then you look that guy in the face and you go, no, I'm going to work on the uh, Switch thing. Yeah. And then, you know, they make like 12 of them that are bought by scalpers all over the internet. I had to pay $200 for mine. And then the next week, Nintendo goes, yeah, we'll just take the rest of them that are in the factory, you know, all 16 fucking billion of them, and then sell them at the regular price where I had to buy one from a scalper on eBay. (laughs) Makes me feel like an idiot, Nintendo. You made me feel like an idiot, man. Why'd you do this to me? (sighs) Oh, fucking idiot. (laughs) In other news, this is from Fact Central. In 2007, this is just coming out now, but I got to tell you about it. In 2007, <laughs> a Bosnian couple divorced after discovering both were having an online affair with each other using fake names. I, why would you divorce about that? How romantic. Shouldn't that be confirmation that you two were made for each other? (laughs) Bosnian couple divorced after discovering both are having an online affair with each other using false names. Santa Cleric 27 and Adnanan 32 from Zeneca, Bosnia had marital trouble, so they were secretly chatting and having an affair online. In an online chat forum, both husband and wife found each other unknowingly under assumed fake names. Sweetie and Prince of Joy. Wow. And both poured their hearts... (laughs) to each other about their marital problems. What With time, see, both realized they were perfect for each other. They wanted to meet in person. Oh, I wish I could have seen that. It wasn't a happy ending. Each accusing the other as unfaithful and now filing for divorce. Why? I think that's beautiful. That's great. To me, it sounds like, uh, you know, those stories that you hear of... People who were married, they get old, right? They become elderly, and then they meet, they, you know, complete memory loss, just gone. 
And then they meet each other in the old folks' home and they fall in love again. That's like the same thing to me. How fucking beautiful. That should be confirmation that you two should at least go to counseling and stay together. You're obviously made for each other. What are the fucking odds of that? I would take that as a good thing. But no, your fucking ego and your pride gets in the way. Like a little kid trying to sit here and squeak with his mouth while I'm recording a fucking podcast. You know, that's just your ego gets in the way. Yeah, just, you need to swallow your shit and be like, you know what, this, <laughs> this is amazing. That's what I would do. It's from BBC News. Unexploded grenade has been removed from an Ukrainian soldier's chest. Yes, a grenade. Live one. Photos on the Facebook page of Ukraine's Armed Forces Medical Service show an x-ray of the explosive close to the serviceman's heart. Well, does that really fucking matter? It could be under his fucking toenail. That thing's going on. If that thing goes off, the heart's going to be found like 50 yards from here. And another of the surgeon holding the device. The Post said two sappers, what those are, soldiers who perform military engineering duties. They were on the operating theater to ensure the safety of medical staff. Well, yeah. The injured soldier is now recovering. How did this happen? Wow, here's a doctor holding the thing. That's scary. How did it get in there? It's not known how the grenade came to be lodged in the soldier's chest, but VOG grenades, which are about 4 centimeters, 1.6 inches long, can be fired at a distance of 400 meters, 0.2 miles. Wow. That's crazy. It is not known when the operation was carried out. Okay, whatever. But that's amazing. How long was he walking around with a live grenade in his fucking torso? That's crazy. Man, I hope that guy recovers. Like, and physically, I know he's going to be fine. But mentally, I hope he recovers from this. And if it was me, I'd have a fucking, I would shit my pants every time I sneezed. Can you imagine what a fucking sneeze probably would have done? This guy would have been obliterated. Oh, wow. That's scary. That, that would fuck me up, honestly. That would fuck me, that would fuck me up. Man. Gwen Stefani is back in the news. Aside from completely changing her fucking face to look like some kind of, you know, backyardy, backyardigan slash Kardashian looking kind of thing. I don't know why people do this. What happened to just aging gracefully? Anyway, Gwen Stefani, now my favorite Teletubby, you see her fucking face? Draws backlash for saying, I'm Japanese in an interview. What the hell happened to you? She's been accused of cultural appropriation throughout her career, actually, but... She raised eyebrows this week and drew fierce backlash for claiming during a magazine interview that she is Japanese. The pop singer made the comments during a conversation with Allure magazine while promoting her beauty brand GXVE, whatever. But the conversation turned to her past beauty venture, a 2008 fragrance called Harajuku Lovers. Okay. The, do I have to read a fucking novel? Can we get to it? The perfume brand was named after the district in Tokyo, Japan. During the interview, Stefani denied that she was appropriating Japanese culture, saying instead that she was inspired by it because her father's frequent business travels to the country during her childhood, which she later visited as an adult. I said, my God, I'm Japanese, and I didn't... <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> people look up to you. Well, people, you know, I'm not saying as a whole, Gwen. But people who don't know any better look up to you. And you're saying stupid shit like this. Look, let me break it down for you. I know that you're a grown adult, okay? And you grew up in Orange County, by the way. But <laughs> considering that you're a grown adult, I'm going to speak to you 
Well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should speak to you like a fucking toddler. You obviously think like one. Let me break it down. Just because you visit a place does not mean you're from there. Yeah. Now she's posing in front of, like, geishas and shit. She was born and raised in California. She's not ethically... The only thing that is even Japanese about her are her fucking memories. <laughs> she's not Japanese in the slightest. She just makes perfume named after fucking districts in Japan. Just because... This is what happens to these fucking famous people. You got nobody telling them no. You got people telling them that they're great 24-7. That it's okay not to age gracefully and it's okay to, you know, get a wooden ass like Madonna. These people don't think clearly. They don't. Now she says she's Japanese. You're not from a certain place just because you fucking visited or because you want to. Everybody lives in a damn fantasy world. I want to identify as a half-human, half-dragon. No, you can't because 10,000 years from now, when aliens land here after we've blown ourselves up, and they look at all of our skeletons, they're going to put us in two piles. Only two, based on our bone structure. Male, female. That's it. Do they give a fuck that you want to identify as an attack helicopter? No. I guess unless you carved it somewhere. Then there might be a third pile for people who are crazy. <laughs> uh, I don't care what I say anymore. I don't fucking, I don't, I don't give a shit. There was a time when, you know, I was uh, worried about the phone calls and all that. I really don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't. This is illness. This is mental illness, man. God, people are nuts. But it's fun. I mean, it. I love you all regardless. I love you all no matter what. But it makes my job fun. There's always something going on. There's always something to talk about. I thought that the news was going to be slow today until I see Gwen Stefani. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. All right, now we're going to have something good. Welcome to RU1inAMillion.com photo and video contest, which probably has the easiest way that you can win money. RU1inAMillion.com is holding a monthly video and photo contest where you can win $50 to $100 each month just for submitting a photo. They have contests for best feline award, best dog award, best video, it's pretty fun. Everyone can participate, so go get your creativity on to stand out and win. Head to ru1inamillion.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. Okay, next, I think you guys will like this one. It's from Yahoo News. The Satanic Temple is dedicating the largest, listen to this, largest Satanic gathering in history. Are you sure? To Boston Mayor. Okay. But they require masks. <laughs> this is, it's just silly to me. Uh. The largest satanic gathering in history, or so they say. To Democratic Boston Mayor Wichelle Wu, after the group wasn't allowed to deliver a satanic invocation at Boston City Hall. <laughs> Satan Con. That's a thing. <laughs> Satan Con. 2023 will take place in downtown Boston April 28th to 30th if you want to go. Registered guests are required to wear masks and show proof of a COVID-19 vaccination. <laughs> We're, you know, they're all about rebellion against the, uh, against the system. As far as their doctrine goes, now, there's a lot of misconceptions about Satanism. I don't think that's the way to go, to be honest. Satan, <laughs> he's not really someone to look up to. But as far as their doctrine goes, they follow more of Satan's attitude. 
his rebellion against how things were, the questioning of authority, the love of self, the looking out for yourself first. It has a lot to do with with that, the self-love aspect of it. And questioning everything that you hear, which are normally really good things. I don't know why you got to fucking attach Satan to it. There were much better entities out there that did that without, you know, causing what Satan's caused. <laughs> well, I'm just going to put it that way. But they're requiring to wear masks. So all that rebellion, they're like, hey, we're having the largest satanic gathering, which is a pretty odious assumption. We're having the largest gathering of <laughs> Satanists ever. That's a ridiculous assumption. But, uh, yeah, we need you to wear masks, too, by the way. We're all about rebellion. Satan, yeah, all that. Hey, you don't have your mask on. Are you fucking kidding me? And they're telling you what masks you have to wear. They have to be, have to be N95, KN95, or the disposable surgical masks. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that fucking hilarious? They're de- dedicating the event for her unconstitutional efforts, you know, woo, to keep TST out of Boston public spaces. They filed a lawsuit, actually, in 2021 against this <laughs> Satan somewhere right now, shaking his head, being like, these are my people? These are mine? Okay, great. They're filing lawsuits and making you wear masks at gatherings? What the hell? Satan, get your people in line, man. They're fucking pussies. <laughs> I just punched the fucking microphone. They're all about rebellion and doing this and doing that, and we're not going to go with the way the system goes, man. We're not going to do it. Make sure you show up with your vaccine card. <laughs> Make sure you do that. That doesn't sound like the devil's style to me, you know what I mean? Delivery driver steals fourteen grand worth of booze. Yes, this is from Whiskey Raiders. How poetic. Delivery driver steals. I said that right. $14,000 worth of booze and a sophisticated scam. How did they do it? A British delivery driver, driver, driver. I can't talk today. You know what? Every time I fuck up, let's play that clip again. That clip that I did earlier. Let me write this time code down. There. Every time I fuck up today, we're going to play that. Just because it warms my heart berries. <sighs> oh, fucking idiot. Oh, fucking idiot. Wine and spirits. He was supposed to deliver to a business. The thief, former soldier Paul Magali, was employed by an agency to work for the logistics company ICT Express. Who does he think he is? Fucking, what is it, Robert De Niro and and the Irishman? You saw that movie, didn't you? And you're like, yep, that's what I'm doing with my time. Four charges of theft. Three charges of fraud. He was convicted nine times for 17 offenses. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of money worth of booze, man. That's a shitload. That's like an entire pallet of just normal, like, you know, boxed wine or, you know, Kentucky gut rot whiskey or whatever, or one bottle of Crown fucking Royal. That shit's way too expensive. And it's going up all the time. It's going up all the time. What am I going to use to degrease my car engine? You know, you guys got to quit doing that shit. Arson has set fire to themselves while trying to burn down a California immigration center. Yeah, that happened. Arson has set themselves on fire while trying to burn down a California immigration center. Jesus Christ. Video surface of two people. Yeah, two grown-up human beings doing this. Uh, now I know the future of one of mine. Fox 11, which obtained footage from the fire taken from a ring security camera, reports the incident took place on Monday morning at Servicio del Immigración in Bakersfield. The company provides immigration and naturalization services. 
<laughs> Two unidentified masked individuals approached the business and began dousing the building with what appears to be gasoline or some kind of other lighter fluid. When one of the suspects attempts to ignite it, the fire engulfs the both of them. Wow. How long did it take me take you guys to plan this shit, huh? You know gasoline's flammable, right? <laughs> it goes both ways, too. It'll go flammable towards your target. It also goes flammable back to you, too. Just letting you know. The business created a GoFundMe campaign to help pay for the damages. So far, you know, let's check it out. They had a $15,000 goal. By the time the news reported it, it was at thirteen. This is the immigration center. 17000 raised. That's fucking awesome. I love it when GoFundMes that actually matter get funded like that. That's cool. Well, yeah, it looks like they're getting, uh, yeah, they're getting their building, which is great. This is from Hyper... .com. Can I fucking spell it? Artist is banned from subreddit over work resembling AI art, but it actually wasn't. A moderator for the popular community r slash art, which has 22 million normal users, told artist Ben Moran to find a different style. Little did he know he actually fucking painted the shit. An artist was banned from a Reddit art community because it looked like AI generated. Oh, yes, it does. Wow. But he did this shit by hand. That's amazing. That seriously looks, wow, that's amazing. He's based in Vietnam, posted an image of his work, A Muse in War Zone, which he said was created using Photoshop. Oh, okay, so it's not actually painted, painted. Wow, that's amazing. I can see brush strokes and everything. He probably used a tablet, you know, then used that through Photoshop. Pretty amazing work. So what, what's going on here? The image was flagged by r slash arts moderators and Moran sent a complaint offering to provide the original PSD file of the artwork for review. And he actually filmed himself making the fucker. I'm not used to my any AI supported and the punishment is not right, he says. I agree. If you can provide the original file, did he do it? Um, doo -doo -doo. Subreddit was closed to the public. The sub is currently private because we have been brigaded for the past week with no significant help or response from the admins. Old art style that is process involves is quite simply drawing. The development of AI is good for the industry, not for the art community or the artists. AI, of course, is stronger than our brain. It's a mix of thousand blah, 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 blah. And then you see an entire fucking novel about AI. I'm an artist myself. I'm a painter. People ask me, you know, what my opinion is on AI. And I've been generally quiet. But I'll tell you, if you really want to know, I'll tell you. I don't mind it. I really don't. I don't mind it. To condense this down, I can make this a podcast on its fucking own. But one of the arguments is, oh, when, when photography came out, people probably said the same thing. In fact, we know that they did. All you do is click a button. This isn't art. Click a button, my fucking ass. You have f-stop to deal with. You have aperture. You have shuttle speed. Shuttle, shuttle speed. Shutter speed. God. App I'm trying to sound smart, and I can't even say the word fucking shutter. You know, you have aperture. You have shutter speed. You have the light you got to deal with. You can bounce light. You have, especially during the original... You know, invention of photography. Everything had to stay still for God knows how fucking long. You're not just pushing a button. You can overexpose, underexpose, especially when you were dealing with film. Even the processing of the film has a lot to do with the finished product. Just clicking a button, my fucking ass. Even now with auto settings, auto settings never look as good as manual. I don't give a shit what they tell you. I don't give a fuck. Manual settings, you have complete control. If you know what you're doing, photography is an art. But um, aside from that, this is what I think about AI art. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't think it's going to hurt artists at all. What are you going to do? Huh? Number one, do you actually own that piece of AI art anyway? 
until the government says that it's you know it's actually owned by the fucking AI itself or the person that that coded the AI. Do you even own that piece of art? Number one and number two, what the fuck are you gonna do? Are you gonna print it and hang it up on your fucking wall? Are you gonna sell it on Etsy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're prompting something to make it for you. Okay, there's no intervention by you at all. Do I think it's art? And yeah, in a sense it is. It's still art, yeah. It's still art. It's art that anybody can make. And that's why, that's why I think that my job is safe as a painter. I think that's why actual artists are going to be just fine. It's like when your girl, you know, the, your, your girlfriend that you just got with, you finally meet her best friend. This is just what, what it's like. You finally meet her best friend, right? And then he looks like fucking Adonis. The guy looks like He-Man. And if you're confident in yourself and you have some self-confidence and you have you have that, you meet this guy and you're like, there's one of two, there's one of two, one of two people out there. One guy is gonna get all butthurt and be like, oh man, I can't compare to this guy and get all fucking depressed. The other guy is gonna look at himself who has some self-fucking confidence and say, obviously I have something that this guy doesn't. I don't know what that is, because this guy looks like he's carved out of fucking granite. But obviously I have something that this guy doesn't. And that would even further bolster their confidence. That's what AI art is to me. The girlfriend brought a guy home that, you know, looks like fucking Dexter St. Dick from the beaches of Jamaica. Hey, little girl, what you crying about? Come with me. Now, she's with me, boy. That's what it's like. It's art, yes. But there's always going to be a need for a human being that actually creates something with their hands. I, you know, the... No, I don't see it as a threat at all. Someone's knocking on my door. Who is it? Is that Cassie? Oh, hi, Cassie. I haven't gotten to mess with you on this show for a long time. You got to go. Where are you going? I got to go gas station. She has to go to the gas station, kids. She has to go to work. Cassie's here. We haven't fucked with her in like over a season. Bye. Come here. Give me some kisses. Bye. I want kisses. Can't go. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> Wait, where are you going? Ow! Oh, shit! I just got fucking hit. You know I don't cut, so that... Damn it. <laughs> I'll have to... Uh, I don't know how I'm going to fix that. She hit me for no reason. You guys heard it right here. I am abused. <laughs> I'm so mistreated. It's horrible. And it has nothing to do with me. I didn't start it. You guys heard it right here, damn it. <laughs> it's Cassie. She hasn't been on the show in a while. What else we got here? A monkey crash. Okay, now I got to... If I see the word monkey, yeah, my eyes just go to it. This is from WJACTTV.com. It might as well be called Garfunafootin' Tootin' Jootin'. I can't read shit today. Trucking company shuts down following... What? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Trucking company shuts down following involvement in monkey crash. Explain. A crash in January of 2022 led to the escape of three monkeys on their way to a lab. Oh, I hope they weren't injected with the fucking, like, day after tomorrow kind of shit. Or, you know, what was it? 28 days later shit. I'm I'm so fucking stupid. I know my movies, okay? I have to do this on the fly, you guys. I don't do any edits, no cuts, nothing. Okay, give me a fucking break! Anyway. The animal trucking company involved has been shut down. According to a release by PETA, I, I was, you know what? I was right about to make a joke. I was right about to say it. PETA has something to do with this, don't they? <laughs> okay, so uh, what actually happened here? There was a crash. 
Three monkeys were on their way to a lab. The monkeys got out because, you know, this was an accident. Legit accident. This was a car crash. PETA got involved and do what they do best, cause a fucking scene. And now the trucking company got shut down. God, you guys just, man, you have no regard for even for humanity at all. You say you're all about the animals and all that shit. Man, as far as your fellow man goes, you couldn't give less of a fuck, could you? Getting these companies shut down because of an accident? Man. And what's what's crazy, what's crazy to me is that people bought into it. Peter, you guys have way too much power, dude. You have way too much. What you it's fucking nuts. Let's get something really good here. Uh do-do-do-do-do. Utah's porn sniffing dog. What? That's awesome. <laughs> Can I get one? A porn sniffing dog. Oh, such a pretty baby. That's a good boy. Utah's porn sniffing dog. Oh, it died. Now I feel like shit. After putting numerous offenders behind bars. Porn can get you arrested? Well, I guess it depends on what kind, huh? After a life of sniffing out criminals, the retired porn sniffing dog called URL. (laughs) What a great name. Unfortunately passed away. And that is a picture of a good boy, let me tell you. I know a good boy when I see one. Because I don't know any of them. So... I'm I'm lacking that in my own life. But, you know, I look at myself in the mirror. I say, you know what? You've been through some shit, Billy, but you're a good boy. Even though you don't personally really know any. You're a good boy. No, I know. I know plenty. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> Nobody that I've made. But yeah, I, I know a plenty. Was the fourth dog in the country to be certified and trained as an electronic storage detection canine. Yes. Detective Cameron Hartman and the canine completed more than 200 search warrants where they obtained digital evidence for cases that most often involved... Do I need to explain what kind of pornography? No, I do not. So that, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Wow. You served your country URL and you look like a good boy. And from what I hear, you were indeed a good boy, sir. My hat goes off to you. You have earned your doggy wings. I can't wait to see you when I get there. You're you're one of the first people that I want to see because we all know. He was doing his job. He was happy to do his job. Dogs are decent people. And he's one of the first people I want to meet when I get up there. I get up there. Oh, St. Paul? Man, I've always wanted to meet you. Your writings were amazing. You were like one of the most eloquent speakers in the entire Bible. You wrote so many. Step aside for a minute. I want to see URL real quick. He's a good boy. I'll be right back. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Paul, I know that you had a great sense of humor. I hope you understood that sense of humor, sir. If I get struck by lightning tomorrow, uh, you'll know why. Paul, I love you, man. It was a joke. Oh, God. And it it seems like every time I try to explain myself more, try to laugh my way out of it, I'm just digging the hole deeper. Anyway, what is this? Bags of poop. Okay. I don't need to read the rest of the article. Bags of poop. I'm sold. Let's go to, come on, let me into the fucking site. Piece of shit. GalwayDaily.com. My computer's not listening. What the hell's going on? What, do you have my kid's DNA in you? Okay, here we go. Bags of shit thrown at two Galway TDs after a public meeting. Bags of excrement were thrown at Galway TDs. And what the fuck is a Galway TD? I don't understand this. Galway East TDs were targeted by... What the fuck is a TD? What is this? What am I reading? So a bag of shit was thrown at somebody, but I don't know like what kind of people they are. What is a Galloway TD? Let's Google this. 
I'm on Google, dumbass. Okay, Galway TD. What is that? TDs and senators. Galway, what? I don't understand this. So it's some kind of a politician? Okay. I don't, yeah, okay. TD. That's all I'm seeing. Like, I'm supposed to know what the fuck that is. Anyway, bag of shit got thrown at somebody. Ha ha, he he, ho ho. Fun news, witty witty comment, witty witty comment, next thing. Now we're out of time, but I do want to say something really quick. Lisa Marie Presley has passed away. That hit me. Ah, oh, that sucks. She was one of my favorite singers, man. And what I loved about her, aside from having a brass set of fucking balls on her, didn't, she's one of the toughest motherfuckers on this planet, didn't want to be some kind of pop diva, didn't ride on the coattails of her father. She did her own thing, and I loved her music. Loved it. I thought she was great. Lisa Marie Presley died way too soon, man. Unfortunate. If you guys know about that, yeah, that one sucked. I was a fan. I was a fan. I liked Lisa Marie. Fucking shit. Why are all the good ones going? I'm not going to make one of those cliche jokes. Hey, we'll give you back Freddie Mercury if you give us Justin Bieber kind of shit. I'm not going to do that. People grow old. People live. People die. Times change. Uh, That's why I want to, you know, I love being here. I love being alive. But I know that good boy up there is waiting for me. (laughs) I know he's up there. (laughs) And I know that place is better than here. Because I'll get to meet Alan Rickman, play racquetball with Jimi Hendrix, and listen to Lisa Marie Presley while running around with a good boy named URL. Fuck this place! Anyway, make sure to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things no disclosure related. All the social media links are there. As well as a link to get to our Patreon account where you can get everything from bonus episodes, giveaways at certain tiers, all kinds of shit. Little as a dollar a month, there will be something for everybody. So check it out. Wow, I said that in one breath. Ace Ventura. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Conkle Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, David Peterson. This show would not be around if it wasn't for you guys. I really do appreciate it. I love you. Okay, for the rest of you, for the rest of you beautiful babies of mine, I love you all. And be fancy. Yeah, that's it. Next one. You're going to come up to me from now on. I made that joke on the fly, too. That Teletubby thing. People are going to be like, what's your favorite Teletubby? Gwen Stefani, the queen of ska. Now the queen of fucking Japan, apparently. Ayana makes some of the most delicious, heavenly, and novel artisan granola you can find in the Bay Area, California. As a 25-year-old entrepreneur hailing from Oakland, California, her personal mission and motto is to redefine the taste, health, and quality of typical store-bought granola. All of her handcrafted granolas utilize locally sourced ingredients and are made in small batches. They're gluten-free, vegan, low in sugar, refined sugar-free, and baked with coconut oil and lightly sweetened with pure maple syrup. Currently, the product line consists of six flavors, mixed berry vanilla, golden glow, banana cacao nib, classic hemp, cacao almond butter, and an unsweetened blend. Her personal favorite is the Golden Glow, an antioxidant-packed blend of turmeric, ginger, and toasted coconut. Her most popular flavor is the Mixed Berry Vanilla, a kid favorite that features four different types of wild berries combined to create a bold, powerful, and robust berry flavor. Vanilla Bean rounds out the natural tartness of the berries. The second runner-up is the Unsweetened Blend. 
The newest blend is already one of her most popular flavors. One of the only completely unsweetened blends on the market. This granola is packed with pecans, walnuts, almonds, flaxseed, quinoa, chia, and flavored with cinnamon, nutmeg, and vanilla. All of her granolas can be found at all 50 Northern California Whole Foods, Andronico's Select Lunardi Markets, and many other specialty grocery stores in Northern California. If you're not in the Bay Area, the granolas can be shipped nationwide from her website, and the link will be provided in this episode's description. 